Thank you for tuning in to One Bourbon, One Movie, One Beer. To fully appreciate our episodes, we definitely recommend that you've at least seen the movie we're going to talk about. Yeah, we're three friends that love bourbon, movies, and beer. But please take note that none of us are actual experts in any of these subjects. Yes, for sure. Not even close to experts. But we do love all three of these, and we really love drinking beer and bourbon. (laughs) A lot. Also, this podcast will contain many spoilers and some adult content. That's pretty fucking valid. Yeah, and if you enjoy the show, please subscribe to get updates on new episodes when they come out. And please leave us a five-star review because you just love us so stinking much. So so stinking much. You can also check out our website, one bourbon, one movie, one beer.com. That's using the number one instead of the word one. You can also follow links on that website to our Facebook page, Instagram, and Twitter page. Enjoy the show. Alright. So this is one bourbon, one movie, one beer. And we just watch movies for the fun of it and always talk way too long. So that's what we're going to do. Nice. I'm Wit. I'm Paul. And normally... I'm Ryan. We'd have Ryan over here. <laughs> but he just had a baby. So he did not get to be involved with this specific recording. So what movie did we choose? Uh, what, did we, what the hell did we watch? Oh, Inception. Inception. <laughs> had to put the idea I almost, in the brain. <laughs> I almost said Tenant, and I was like, that didn't come out. We were, watching, we, were, we were watching Memento. <laughs> should, we, but, like, uh, should we do this backwards? Solve this backwards? Yeah. We chose to watch a Christopher Nolan movie to prepare for Tenant. Yes. Which will hopefully be in theaters. Yes. Eventually. And will hopefully be incredible, because it looks mindfuckery. It's like Memento and Inception all in one. Yeah, like, how do you one-up Inception? Oh, this is how you one-up Inception, by making everything look like it's backwards, but sometimes uh, forwards time, and then backwards again. Time travel. It'll make sense. It'll, right. It'll be all, it'll be the new Back to the Future by the time it's done. So, we did we did talk during 90% of Inception, so I missed this rewatch. <laughs> but, we were intending to talk about Inception. Yeah. We just wanted to be prepared for when Tenet comes out. So right. it can be in the Nolan frame of mind. Nolan universe. Which is insane. <laughs> yeah, it's really insane too, though. And, it's already... and, and we're naming this One Bourbon, One Movie, One Beer, because we always go see movies at some kind of tavern, mm-hmm. movie, grill. <laughs> and we have, we usually have the bourbon and the beer in the theater. So Pre-theater, during theater. So yeah. So why not just do that while you're doing a podcast? Yeah, it'd be nice to, to, to even educate ourselves about different types of bourbon. Yes. And beers. Because I only like three or four different types right now. There's a lot more than that. And I only drink them straight. So right. maybe we can do some mixed drinks eventually. Valid. Right, Ryan? Exactly. <laughs> nice. <laughs> all right. So first of all, Inception... Just the first time you ever saw it, like, what What did you feel? Because, I, I mean, it blows my mind even watching it again, talking over it. Well, the, the, every time I watch a Nolan movie since, like, I don't even know, The Prestige and all the Batman uh, movies, like, his attention to freaking detail is incredible. Like, he, like... 
Like every scene is specific. Right. Every scene that's has my, some sort of Easter egg. That's my, <laughs> that's my tropical, yeah. Nice. <laughs> that's, that's the beer of choice for sure. I'm gonna I'm gonna re open my beer that's already. Yeah, you started. You started too early. <laughs> Don't worry, Ryan is not drinking anything because he has a day old child. <laughs> he does have a day old. He has. Child. He's lucky to have ice chips and water. And for the record, oh, uh, should we point out the fact that you called the girl? That what? You called it right. It was a girl. That oh, you yeah. called it. Yeah, I called it, but at the same time, I was really skeptical because I think but you're, I think it's like the second girl in an 82-year span for his family. Jeez. Damn. <laughs> so, so he has a win on his family Not my side. family. My mom is one of four sisters. <laughs> my, my sister-in-law has two daughters, and my brother has one. I but mean, they both have four kids. That's crazy. My family is also like just all boys, all girls, all boys. And then until somebody breaks the streak. Right. <laughs> My younger brother might break the streak. We'll see. But anyways. Congrats, Ryan. Congrats, Ryan and his wife. And uh, so girl. back to Inception. I yeah, first time I saw it, blew your mind. Yes. Going into Memento and Prestige. The, the, if I were to pick a con about Inception, is that if you sneeze or look at another direction for a second, you... You should start the movie. Or if you talk about it for <laughs> talk over it the whole time on <laughs> <laughs> your supposed quote unquote rewatch. Re- rewatch. I've watched it so many times that it's just burned into my brain. <laughs> right. Well, I've I've watched it several times, but it's so complex that like, and it's like level into level and out of level and back into level. It's like it's kind of confusing in a way that like there's rules, right? But like mm-hmm. I forget that. What rules do what, and like you know, how does the totem always work? And like, yeah, it's kind <laughs> you of forget who's who. At some well, I mean, point. there is a point. There is a point in the movie when uh, Alan Page's character is talking to uh, the architect, talking to Joseph Gordon-Levitt, and she notices that he breaks his own rules on several occasions, and he mentions that. Oh, you finally noticed how long Cobb spends doing the things he Following, tells us not yeah. to do, breaking his own laws, right? Which. <laughs> I wonder if that's like a meta with Mr. Thing Charles with with <laughs> with with Nolan in this movie is like the idea that like what you're watching may not even like all of this may be still one within somebody's yeah it, one it already may be fucked up before it even got going right because it was fucked up in the first ten minutes of yeah. four different levels it's like, of the dream yeah. world it's like how many dreams are they in now who's fucking uh, dreaming man? in my dream what about my dream what was a riot in my dream this dream sucks <laughs> like it's going to a dream where this we're carpet the- is wrong so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah again that's also a, a, I, I do have that bone to pick where he's like that first guy gets rejected because the carpet pattern was so wrong the Japanese guy noticed but then we're like Ellen Page you could be the architect she's like I'm going to fold this building on top of this other building and hope nobody thinks it's a dream <laughs> Don't it's worry, like, it's a maze. Yeah, don't worry, we're in an F.G. Escher painting all of a sudden, you're like, oh, but that fucking carpet is fucking with me, so this dream is fake. Well, that just shows how much that that guy cared about his interior design. Yeah. In that war-stricken land I of riots. I, I was kind of hoping fires. he came back at, like, at the end of the movie and he's like, fuck, I didn't fold buildings on top of each other, dicks, I just fucked up like one pattern. <laughs> That's <Gosh>. in session two. <laughs> we find out what his story is after he gets dragged away from the helicopter. Right. But no, I mean, like, when I saw it the first time, I was just blown away at the cinematography and like, yes. just how cool it looked. And right. again, like, it came out when I was in college, so 
I probably already had this one bourbon, one beer theory going by the time I got to that theater. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So, like, you know, if you've already had a beer or two and the first scene you see is dream on dream on dream, you're already in for an insane ride. Right. And then as you sober up a little bit, <laughs> you're like, oh, I got to remember all that stuff that he layered into there. So you need to watch Well, that's it around the time when she's three folding buildings. So yeah. it's like, I'm sober. Am I sober? <laughs> <laughs> you, you have to watch it two or three times. I think that's really, well, that's the, even with the Batman movies. That's the beauty of, that's, that's the thing about Nolan that uh, I think is a mark of a real good director. Right, Ryan? <clears throat> totally. Yeah, perfect, Ryan. Ryan. Brian always agrees. <laughs> so talkative. Um, no, I think a mark of a solid director is why we are so obsessed with Marvel movies too. Is there's Easter eggs and, and and little hidden nuggets that like if you watch it the first time and you're like I don't get it, and you watch it the second time and you're like how the hell do I still not entirely get this? It's because there's layers and layers. Yeah. But that's the beauty of them. There's all these hidden messages and all these things and every time you rewatch it you find a new thing you see that either makes sense or you didn't see the first time and, and it's it yeah. makes it a better movie so like for example not that I'm not to kick I'm like Shyamalan on the nuts here but if you watch The Sixth Sense and then you get to the twist you're like oh fuck now I don't have to watch this movie ever again because you're like that I mean there is a lot of good stuff in that movie that's a phenomenally filmed yeah. and cinematography well, and plot and everything but the purpose of that movie is that there's a massive effing twist. Well, and that's why and they make fun of Nolan, it in 51st Dates when they have to watch it every night. Right. And, no, and, <laughs> and Nolan's concept is, like, for example, Inceptions, there's like twist, 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 but they're not, you don't know which is the real twist. And the very end of the freaking movie, the last damn frame of the movie is is even up for, like, debate. Yeah. Is, does and his he, totem rock? He is never, it a dream? Is it not? And he never will answer and, the question of Christopher Nolan is like this mind. is Christopher Nolan's American Pie, you know, the Bye Bye American Pie movie song mm-hmm. where it's so cryptic and everyone's like, is this movie a song about? It's like I'm not telling you assholes, fuck <laughs> off. Like the guy would not tell anybody what the lyrics were about. But that's what Nolan does. Like he will make a movie that you can have your own interpretation. I, you know, you can you can fight to a dead about. Yeah. Oh God, it was it a dream? Or no, it wasn't. It's like who fucking cares? Like it's great. There were a lot of dreams. Yeah, it was too, it was too many dreams. <laughs> too, too, too many dreams. But I mean, and going back to Easter eggs, I mean, like Nolan is so blatant with the fact that he picks actors and actresses that he likes to reuse. So you're attached to his universe yeah. just from the actors alone. Yeah, but they're then, good enough to where you don't go, oh. This That's is, Alfred. Yeah, right. Oh, <laughs> he can be a different person right. because he picked a good enough actor. Oh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, is he going to be the new Robin? No, he's a totally different, completely different fucking Probably character. Probably Nightwing. Nightwing. Probably Nightwing. Was he? But we, there's another one. We uh, can argue. He was not definitely Nightwing. Which, which one of the Robin-esque characters can <laughs> right. he be in Batman right. and have his name really be Robin legally? Right. It makes sense to me. <laughs> That's Science. Science. Science well, fact. what I what I like also what I think one of the major threads of and I'm I'm curious if he'll connect this to to Tenet or not in one of his characters or main character is I correct me if I'm wrong with this but I feel like every single one of his characters not only doesn't get closure in any of their like traumatic experiences but they'll never get like there's never like you could, like Batman for example has issues with his parents right. Mm-hmm. In Batman Begins, 
he grows, he like doesn't get to be with his parents. He doesn't get get shot in front of him. Everyone freaking seen that a billion times. But the idea that he grows up in that movie, in that version, about to pull the trigger on Joe Cool, and then someone else shoots freaking Joe Cool, and he's like, "Son of a bitch!" Like, <laughs> and then he's like, "Well, I'm going to be a ninja," and then he's like. Well, no, I don't and really like what these even that, are doing. <laughs> even that's traumatic, right? Because yeah. he's got a, a charismatic mentor that then, like, pretends to be another dude and another dude and then sets the whole building on fire and he's got to take off and he has to turn mm-hmm. on them because they want him to do a thing that he doesn't want to do. And then he pops up at the end of the damn movie. Razal Ghul shows up again, but, like, he doesn't have any yeah. tangible way to deal with his grief and, and struggle except for the idea that I'm going to be this bat. And he's just going to keep chasing vengeance and justice right. and. But he never really gets to that's understand... the same thing that DiCaprio's doing in happen- Inception. But, but what happens in the second movie, right? He falls in love with with Rachel. Well, he yeah. kind of was in love with her. But tells her... <laughs> she tells him he some horse shit. He <laughs> He tells him some straight-up horse shit. Like, oh, if you stop being Batman, then I'll, I'll hook up with you. Which is also bullshit. Because would he... Like, being a billionaire, he wouldn't change much. He'd still be an asshole. Well, he, <laughs> right. still, he still has to have his front. Right. I mean... Just look but, at Batman and Robin with George Clooney, where he was apparently going to get married to his supermodel girlfriend. Right. And then they just don't even bother about her anymore. It's like, oh yeah, by the that's, way, this movie sucks, that's, and that's, this character... Mm, we, you, we'll just, you, you know... Don't worry about it. The listeners to this do not know, but we will get into a separate podcast directly about Batman shenanigans. <laughs> but, to bring it back to, 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 to Nolan, and why I, why I brought that up... Rachel gets fucking 86 by Joker in this movie, and he does not get to tell her he's in love with her. He does not tell her he wants. To, he doesn't get a chance to be with her. Yeah. She gets blown up to pieces. He actually chooses Harvey Dent over her on purpose because mm-hmm. the greater good is what his whole existence as Batman is for. To well, and Batman. he didn't know he was choosing that over her because of the Joker's twists and turns. Another right. Nolan Well, that's the thing. thing he where he's like, he? I'm going to trick you because... Did he, did he get... Dead on purpose? Well, he told him to save the Gotham? coordinates, and he said he was going after Rachel, but he ended up accidentally going after Harvey Dent. Because well, that, that was him telling Gordon which direction to go. I well, no, he, he, was, he said he was going to get Rachel. Yeah. And so, like, that's what Nolan does, though. He takes some... He's like the Joker, like, in all of his movies. <laughs> he's up creating chaos within Organized his chaos, formula yeah. of the movie, and he's making it work and turn into a story. Right. And then you're rooting for a person to prevail and they may not. Right. And just like in Inception that we just watched, like the entire time you're supposed to be rooting for Cobb, Leonardo DiCaprio's character, to get to his family in the proper reality. Right. And then when you finally get there, you're questioning if that even happened right. or if that's what he should have been doing the whole time. Yeah. So he does that with everything. Yeah. And it's just his Nolan verse is just expanding right. and he does it but like again, what, five years at a time. But again, <laughs> Cobb keeps his subconscious is still focused on her because he never got closure. Exactly. He never got to get an answer out of all the questions he's ever had about her and his wife. And cause she was, well, maybe it's tempted to kill herself. By the way, I just accidentally switched to bourbon instead of beer, and I'm not mad at it. We have bourbon? Sorry, yeah. you can't see this, but I'm holding up my empty glass. <laughs> He's really holding up his empty glass that he was <laughs> chugging <laughs> with my cheap 
1792 small batch, just solid sipping bourbon. I'm okay with that. I'm not yeah. mad at it. I mean, I wouldn't kick it out of bed. <laughs> it was don't, not bourbon. Don't don't pour the beer into the bourbon, but yeah, don't do that. That's yeah, a, just commit to one a, whenever you commit to it. But I got on that train a second ago, and I was like, that's a different flavor. I wanted to try the bourbon, and then I finished the bourbon. I went back to beer because I ran out of dream. Bourbon. Dream one and dream two. <laughs> <laughs> right, Ryan? Exactly. But um, Ryan drank both of his already. We're behind him. <laughs> he is well ahead of us. We're not talking so much. He's been drinking too much. <laughs> Ryan. He's just not sleeping. Ryan. <laughs> not sleeping at all. Typical Ryan. We watched a movie about <laughs> dreaming and sleeping. <laughs> while he can't even like get 30 minutes without changing a diaper. He doesn't have either of those. <laughs> he hasn't slept or dreamed. But no, I mean, like, just... It's one of those movies where if it's on TV, I'm going to turn it on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 definitely one of those movies that like sucks you the frig in. But my only thing is I I'm I don't often run across it like mid movie on TV. Like I don't often watch. I'm so into streaming crap now that I'm barely even watching <laughs> regular cable. But well, I'm always watching sports. But like if so. I were to if I were to like for example tonight like I wanted to watch Tenet because I or I mean Tenet. <laughs> I wanted to watch Inception because I knew that we would watch the entire flick. I don't want to sit down and, and, do, and do a Nolan movie if I'm not going to watch the whole thing front to finish. Like, yeah. I don't want to chop it up and break it up. Even if I watch it a hundred times, I can quote it. I really want to sit and engage and like, it's one of the few movies where there's like a ton of dead air or space mm-hmm. in between dialogue or whatever where you're like, I should be asleep right now, but this is too engaging. <laughs> yeah. And it's continuing to build the story through the first Everybody breaks it down into three acts, but like the first one and a half acts of the story yeah. are just building this world that you can do this thing in. Yeah. And he even does that with Memento, where he's talking about, you know, how the brain works and yeah. how the amnesia is working in that scenario or that type of amnesia. And he does it in Batman, where he's he has to show you the Thomas Wayne and Martha Wayne's story because he's building a world grounded, yeah. to go live in for two or three hours. And, and then he just goes off on his own version of that. I like I like that he takes the time to ground most of his things in the setting that they're in. Like, for example, Batman isn't using some crazy-ass future tech that doesn't exist. He's using legit things that do currently exist mm-hmm. in some fashion or other through military technique like his like the like the helmet well, and then, the and then after all this the stuff of he goes the back suit. in time to world war one and makes dunkirk yeah right <laughs> and he's like oh yeah shit. by the way i'm gonna go do a period piece and it's right after i did interstellar where it's in the future <laughs> so you, can make, you can make bane fly around on a plane the whole just, time <laughs> on, on autopilot, on autopilot. <laughs> yeah, on autopilot. the whole time <laughs> <laughs> yeah but I mean, it's just crazy that he can what build that. What a lovely, that. lovely plane. <laughs> what a lovely plane. <laughs> but he builds that stuff out and, and sucks you into that story, like you were saying. Yeah. And you care about it. And I'm one of those people that goes into every movie with no expectation. Right. I don't care what it. Like, I'm, I think me and you are the only two people in the world, apparently, that likes Man of Steel and right. Batman vs. Right. Superman even a little bit. Well, that's because we can, like, fu- we, we typically can just And Ryan would, too. Right, Ryan? Ryan would, too, yeah. Yeah. 
Well, we could typically find a silver lining in a movie that people just took. Like, I don't. I don't typically watch a movie and go that, that, that I'm out. Like I'm gonna walk out of here. Yeah. There's few movies where I've I've only walked I don't out think I've ever when my wife out tells me ever. to come home. I mean, I don't know what your feelings are about <laughs> Talented Mr. Ripley, but I fucking hated that movie, and I was sat through it. so angry at myself. And my my friends when I went to go see that movie, and all of us wanted our money back, but. I watched the whole damn thing. I was like, I gotta finish this freaking thing <laughs> to find out if it was worth my time. Like, there's some parts if you take them out of that movie, are like, oh, that was that was good acting or whatever. But 90 percent of it was like, this is garbage. Like, this whole movie's effing garbage. <laughs> so, uh, no offense to any talented Mr. Bippy fans, but I expected a whole different freaking movie than what we got. Yeah, and that I was... didn't. Again, I didn't have expectations per se as specifics, but I was like, I wanted it to be good, and it wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> well, that that was. My last movie that I had an expectation for was Dumb and Dumber 2. Right. The threequel or whatever. Yes. I yeah. don't know. Prequel. When Jim Carrey came back and um, oh, Daniels well, came back. It was the sequel. The sequel to the original, they but they a had a prequel. So technically and like, trilogy. I, and I had not had trilogy. expectations for any movie ever. I, I right. liked, I even went into Last Airbender like, this will be fine. Yeah, and I enjoyed it because of that personality and that yeah, yeah. idea. I didn't. And, well, I didn't super hate that movie. But I also, <laughs> and I go into Dumb and Dumber Two with fucking expectations, and I'm like, "What am I doing?" And well, like, I mean, halfway through, I had to like revert back to the way I normally watch movies. Right, right. <laughs> it's like that's sad that you had expectations. Well, here's for Dumb the thing: and Dumber 2. not that I want to take away from Inception at all, but you did watch Uncut Gems. Yeah, I did. And now. <laughs> I did watch that again we two are, days ago. Typically, I will go, holy crap. Just like, I mean, the movie Driven, people thought it was crap. I thought that was a great fucking movie for a lot of different reasons. There's some reasons to parts of the movie were like, oh, this is some garbage acting or some crappy, like, script writing. Mm-hmm. But visually, the movie's great. The idea of, like, shifting a moral of a bad, bad guy is now all of a sudden rooting for the bad guy. There's no bad guys, they're all good guys. But, like, Uncut Gems was just like from the start to finish. I wanted, I wanted something crazy to happen because the way like I was pushed into it by other people, like, oh, it's number one, God like acting, and then my friends are like, it's so hard to watch. It's like I watched Joker, which was good, but this was way harder to watch. Was it? It was hard to watch because I wanted to turn it off. Like, no, I, I didn't even the, want the, to turn the, it the off. The music was weird. It was like. It was like the music they chose not to use for Stranger Things because it, <laughs> it was wasn't like, as good. It was like this is going to be like Cosmos. We're going to go into the gym. But even Cosmos is a better track. Like, this was and then weird. Into the bloodstream and yeah, that fucking it, movie. It was one of those. Movies. It was trying to hit some shit that it missed, in my opinion. Yeah, not to jump too far away from Inception, right. but I mean, it was one of those movies that it was trying to do what Nolan does, and it was trying to build this world and build this character and yeah. have him. Be striving for some closure and not get it, but for and, what though? Like, but for not. I mean, he was to a, just be rich. It was just a terrible like gives character a, to get a good that, score. That's what every gambler. You just, you just never care. Like about he's him. literally every fucking gambler I ever walked past in Vegas. Like, there's not any originality to that story except he got shot in the head by some idiots. Hey, he made jewelry. Or no, he just took he, someone else's jewelry he, and then he, immediately fucking pawned it like a yeah, minute he, later. He tried to pawn Kevin Garnett's. How is anyone money? buying shit from him? Like, how is anyone even enabling him in that regard? Like, he went two stores down and sold Kevin Garnett's damn ring after Kevin's like, I'm going to give you this ring as collateral for the giant, <laughs> the, I, the MacGuffin I'm taking home with me. Yeah. 
And he's like, I'm going to take Garnett's ring immediately and use that to pawn and front my and bet on Garnett. Bet. Yeah. Like, granted, I get it, but I also don't. And then, like, I think it was because I was expecting something crazy big, right? Like, yeah. you expect a, like, for example, I've seen, you've seen Goodfellas, you've seen every freaking mafia movie mm-hmm. where there's some hard to watch, this guy gets his fingers cut up or this guy gets hit with a baseball bat or something yeah. graphic. The worst thing in this movie until the, he gets shot in the head is he... Spoiler, did, spoiler alert. I don't give a shit. It's, By the way, we spoil every movie. We're going to spoil the crap about. out of every damn movie. But, and and again, we're going to spoil other movies we are not, while talking about the movie so we we're clear, going to talk about. <laughs> just to be clear, we don't need to watch this movie and then even do a separate podcast. I just want to get it out of my system. Maybe Ryan, if yeah, Ryan wants to have Ryan, some opinion. watch the movie and then we'll talk to you about right, it. Right, but you haven't watched in it in about Ryan, so three months. We're getting rid of this part. But they literally just take him... And the hitmen take him, and you think they're going to do some bad shit or beat him up or something, and they don't. They just take his clothes off and stick him in his own trunk and drive away. Like, nothing... Any person that's actually in the mafia or related to something in the mafia would be like, what the fuck? Why is this movie... This is some, some like, Bush League bullshit. <laughs> like, this is like... These are minor leaguers. Why don't you just pants him and put him in... Like, give him a swirly in the bathroom. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, nothing was intimidating, which is why I guess it's so, like, kind of... Like surprising that he gets shot by the guy finally. Yeah, but at the end of the day, I'm like I kind of inevitable. Like well, I mean, it means that something bad has to happen. It's surprising because it's at the point of the movie where the crescendo hits and everything he strived for, he technically achieves. Except for he he's has, been cheating on his wife this whole fucking yeah, time, and there's he nothing has a wrong way with her. Out of this thing, but like at he, the same time, those guys don't give a shit about him. Right. So it just turns into. And a, I couldn't even tell who the fuck that. Uh, his brother-in-law or his I don't even care. cousin-in-law? Don't like, even who care. the fuck is that guy that he's sort of related to? I don't know, but the movie we were going to talk about. Garbage. Alright, let's get back to Inception. <laughs> I just wanted to get that garbage out. And I mean, like, that. we were talking about, like, how we felt the first time we saw it and having to watch it more than once. Like, I immediately went back to my dorm Yep. and downloaded it illegally. You pirated it? Well, I guess I didn't download it. I basically streamed it before streaming was a thing. Is that possible? Did you travel to the future? Well, it, was, it, was one of, it was one of those sites where like you could watch it, but you didn't have to no, download I, it on your computer. I know what you're talking about, because I lived at my second year of college. I lived with at Johnson & Wales. I lived with uh, two computer oh, science yeah, majors. we went to the same fucking college. And I, yeah, <laughs> well, not the directly. I went to Providence, the cool one. The cool one. I went the to one the new cool one. The one that's... Charlotte still exists. Oh, you did you go to Charlotte? I forgot. I thought you went to Charleston. No, they got a eighty-sixth. Anyway, uh, my father and I, as a as a thing, when I was growing up, well, when I was in high school, and when I we used to go see all the Lord of the Rings movies when they came out because they used to come out on December, which is my birthday, December. Mm-hmm. So it's a birthday present. My dad and I would go watch that. So I would go back home when I was in college to, to that weekend to see with my dad. So I went to go see. I want to say this was the Two Towers, right? Yeah. Uh, I watch it like day after it opens or something, right? And I'm like, oh, it's so fucking good. And this is like this amazing secretive, like nobody knew what the fuck the plot of this movie was and all this yeah. bullshit. And Unless then you I, read the book. Right. Well, <laughs> and then even you then, might know. Even then, like, there's like major characters ble- like removed from it. It bleeds so. into other parts like, of the Tom other books. Tom Bombadil is like a whole character that doesn't exist in the story. Well, he was. And yeah. then they created, like, who the fuck? One of the, which one of the hobbits didn't even. Oh, uh, shit. Who the fuck? There's some characters that aren't even in Lord of the Rings yeah. or in The Hobbit and vice versa. But yeah. Whatever. Point is, 
Uh, it was a great fucking movie, and I watched it in a giant ass theater, and then I went back to my dorm, and my roommates were watching it. And I was like, how the fuck did you? He's like, oh, I'm fucking downloading I'm just basically downloading it without downloading it. I was like, dicks. Yeah. I but, did that with yeah, Inception, that was time. and that was one of the first movies that I did that for. Yeah. Because I just had to see it again. Right. And, I mean, even just watching it now, like, even while we were talking over it, I was <laughs> glued to it, like. I have an ability to be able to listen to a conversation and still watch a movie. Well, there was plenty of times today when we watched, we were talking about some like, like real fucking ethereal theological shit. <laughs> and we both shut the fuck up and we're like, staring at the oh, screen. Oh, wait, this is that scene <laughs> where everything starts going upside down right. and like, Joseph Gordon Levitt is running on the roof. Right, yeah. And then you start, and then I remember buying the DVD and watching how they made that work and just seeing how Nolan could visualize it mm-hmm. and then the engineers and people would make it work. Yeah. And without uh, Tom Cruise diving down through a plan to go weightless or right. something, you know. Well, and I like I like those concepts. It's so cool. Of like cuz I can relate to that as a chef like when people would just go, "Hey, hey, here's a one of my bosses would just give me like a freaking a name an item like a title of like a menu item. No recipe, no whatever and I'd have to take Freaking somebody's random thoughts and then make it into like tangible, edible food that will sell and people will like it. Yeah. That is like something. Throw it, in, throw it in the microwave. That's something that's pretty awesome. Like that, <laughs> that Christopher Nolan can go, hey, I got this fucking insane concept where like shit's flipping around and like there's a guy floating and there's bombs and weird shit. And like <laughs> you can't tell and what's going on. The first guy's like CGI it. Yeah. The guy's like <laughs> CGI it. He's like, no, no, tangible, like practical. <laughs> make it work. And they're like, all right, all right, we'll do this. Yeah, I mean, I, he, I like that. He blends old school with new school really well, right. and it's except for that one that one it, vertical step that you always talk shit. Yeah, about. that one terrible CGI moment. But I mean, it's <laughs> it's akin to like the Star Wars stuff, where like they were making yeah. things work that didn't work, or they were making it tactical, or you could touch it and feel it, and right. and he makes you feel that. With these big blockbuster movies, Star Wars, I feel like is a combo of those. Two. I don't think George Lucas entirely was doing that because he was also had like this fucking small ass budget. Like, remember <laughs> there's like a fucking uh, like a reference in Mandalorian where they like like they put all of Mandalorian's like gold like his all his his like payment in this fucking ice cream fucking maker because some dillwad <laughs> during it and like during like that scene where they're all like evacuating look like cloud city that guy's running with an ice cream maker in the background yeah. everyone's like what the fuck is that an ice cream maker because <laughs> like mean, again, it was a prop like, sitting around and they didn't even like paint it gray or something yeah i mean like, like we're living in the world of easter eggs and it's been around right longer than we know it has and to this day people watch these movies and go like oh yeah that's from this other movie or whatever and right like, and again, Nolan does that without you even realizing that he's doing it, and that's just well, that's I can't like, wait to see what he does with Tenet. I that was you're saying. Like you did, you were talking about the idea that he he uses. You can see like a Spielberg moment or like a whatever moment that he has. Yeah, his some of his men. But I, I like that he's he does homages and not direct effing ripoffs. Like, yeah, like Tarantino goes back and forth in my opinion with that. Like he's a great director, but sometimes he just straight up takes some shit. And he'll mm-hmm. tell you, I just took that shit. Yeah. <laughs> I did that because I liked it. But at the end of the day, I don't watch a Tarantino movie because I'm like, oh, it's so much like this other movie. It's like, there's nothing like a Tarantino movie. Because, yeah. like, for example, we liked this movie 
because we could sit. We're still engaged in the moments between the action and the, the dialogue scenes that can go on for 15 minutes or whatever the frig. Because you're like, I want to know what the hell they're saying. Yeah. Tarantino movies could be actionless. I still watch the hell out of them because yeah. their dialogue is so is so engaging. It's like, what the fuck are they talking about? Like, what did you just I say? Mean, they just say? achieve something that makes you think about it and you care about the yeah. world they, they, they built. The characters. And the characters that they built. And, like, it's not just a... It's not just a one-off, necessarily, even though Inception is. Right. It's one of those things where you're like, I want more of this story. I want well, that's more why they, things in this world. Right. And that's Nolan cool. is smart enough to be like, no, I'm for the most part, I'm not going to give you a sequel. I'm not going to tie it up in a little bow. I'm going to let you think about it. It's yeah. almost like he's opening it up to fan fiction mm-hmm. for people to go and down their own rabbit hole. Right. And... The only times that he would do a sequel is to something like Batman, where when he was planning a trilogy. He is all, yeah, he's already planned a trilogy, and it's based off of seventy plus years of another and like person's work, right? And I mean, he's really good at crafting these one-offs that could easily become these huge franchises, mm-hmm. but he just sticks with his one thing, right? He doesn't. He knows. That's and his brother is doing that with Westworld. People, despite, yeah, <laughs> despite people chucking money and pitches at him to... Like, I guarantee there'd be seven fucking Batman movies if if he wanted to make those movies still. There'd be... Like... Yeah. The only reason... I think I think the, one of the main reasons why people are um, pissed about... If you were to pick a movie of the three that you didn't like, they, most people say Dark Knight Rises. I disagree entirely with... I think Dark Knight Rises is a very good piece to that movie to be the trilogy i think it's very fitting for what mm-hmm. he, what he was trying to do but if he ledger hadn't passed away there was an entire different plot he had set up and yeah what else would there have been how no one would have dealt with it how differently would have i think it would have been a he's better doing, movie 100 percent. he, he but, was doing the kevin feige thing that he's done with marvel he was nolan was doing that with just batman yeah he had like a scroll that he was working right. off of and then the death well, just like, of an actor. Just like Peter Jackson with The Lord it. of the Rings. He had freaking three goddamn movies he filmed in a freaking row with yeah. all these actors not knowing what up or down, left or right, and like didn't know what the hell they were doing. Yeah. And they knew the basic they story phenomenal... because it was based off of a book. Right. You but know, he but... went in left and right in directions and did some had some liberties with it, which makes sense in a way. But Yeah, then he tried that with King Kong and <laughs> it's a little weird, but well, still then, you know why I didn't he did walk that. out of it. You know why he did King Kong. Because he right? loves King Kong. Well because King Kong was this what the made movie him a inspire, yeah. <laughs> the first movie that he ever ever watched. Right Ryan? Right Ryan? You saw King Kong? I only watched Twice? that movie I only watched that King Kong Twice. because of Jack Black, honestly. I love Jack Black. <laughs> and actually uh, what's her name? Um God, what's her what's the uh, Australian actress that's in it. Either way, she's phenomenal in it too. Her yeah. character. I haven't seen it in so long. I can't oh my god! Name. I just realized I can't remember her name, but I should because she's in a bunch of stuff. Billion reasons. Yeah. Well, it also had the guy that won the Oscar for the artist in it. Mm, yes. Dang it. Oh, you're talking about oh, that guy Adrian. with the nose, Asian Brody. There you go. The guy Got with it. the nose from Predators. We worked it together. <laughs> the guy who was the most unintimidating guy to fight a predator ever. <laughs> yeah, so in I other words, was more this afraid of- podcast will just go over every movie we've ever seen. <laughs> right. Just until we find the answer to the thing we stumble across. <laughs> well, this is a practice run anyway, isn't it? 
I mean, practice run could be a fun 100th episode. Yeah. <laughs> could be the, uh, well, that's what I was saying. It's Mike, this, that one plus our other rando, our other rando clips could be like a, like a bonus. <laughs> the random a test bonus episode. But yeah, so to wrap up Inception, it's just one of those movies, again, like if I see it's on TV, I'm going to turn it on. Where I, I don't care what part of the movie it's in. Like I'm, it's so ingrained in my brain. Most movies that I see, I remember a lot of it. But like Inception yeah. is one of those movies that I'm like, I remember, or I think I remember almost every bit of that because I was so focused. Yeah. And I do that with most Nolan movies where I'm like, mm. I remember Dunkirk's the only one that I don't remember the whole movie of. I remember a huge and chunk I remember of that. I've only seen huge it once. chunks of it. I won't, I've only seen it once, yeah. and it's one of those. Maybe we'll watch it again and we'll talk about it. Yep. But I mean, it's one of those things where just the way that he presents the story, it had to be a movie. It couldn't. Like, if it was a book, it would be larger than a phone book. Yeah, just trying to get all the detail into there. Right, and well, that's the thing. He tells he 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 simultaneously tells you. A shit ton of information in like one frame. Yeah, and then like another infinite amount of information in the dialogue and and the way a character expresses certain things is he does a lot of visual visual cues, body language, Easter eggs. Yeah, just the world building is unparalleled. You got to pay attention to every word that somebody says because it's important to something fucking twenty minutes from now, <laughs> or the yeah. whole end of the movie ties into that damn phrase from. Fucking the first ten seconds of the yeah, movie. The passcode to the safe is like comes up in the first dream, right? And it doesn't actually pay off until the right third. Yeah, that's <laughs> like some Citizen Kane shit, right there. <laughs> and the only reason they're going so quickly into the third is because the other guy got shot. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, this guy got shot, and if we uh, don't go down farther, he'll die even faster. So let's just ramp it up. Yeah. <laughs> so like. I mean, it's almost like he was writing a story and then halfway through it, something, he was like, well, what if we did this and we had to fix it really quickly? Like, yeah. how would these characters do that? And he writes that chaos so poetically mm -hmm. to where it works. Well, it's like anchored, and you don't it's anchored question in reality, though. Like, it's yeah. close. It's not reality, but it's close enough to where you're like, he, ex he the characters themselves or the visual cues explain it in a way that you fucking believe the hell out of it yeah like i believe a guy like the fucking joker could exist a lot of people would say it's the suspension in the way that he does these things because he fucking burns things with gasoline or he fucking puts a bomb yeah. in people's hands at a fucking like he does tangible things that are easy and basic yeah and he does things in such a clever fucking like he like he makes a guy fuck he kills a guy with a fucking pencil which is what convinced me to... I'm going to drink Ryan's beer now. Fucking <laughs> Ryan. Was oh, that the last one? You want to split it? No, no, you're good, you're good. Uh, <laughs> I can sip it, you can sip it. <laughs> Ryan, you want... <laughs> Dang it. You passed. Uh, mm -mm. But um, I mean, it, it's one of those things where it's just... The movie in itself... You... You remember what you were doing when you saw it. You remember where you were. You were, you remember, mm -hmm. like, that's, for most Nolan movies, I mean, what is it, like, 10 out of 11 he's made? I don't even know how many. <laughs> he hasn't made a ton. Depends on what you count, yeah. I mean, yeah, but, like, all of those movies. Prestige, Junkie, Free Batman's, 
three Batmans, and all three Mm -hmm. are able to bring you in and build another section of the world. Going to be a ten soon, yeah. You know, so I mean, it's it's just cool to find a director like that. I mean, honestly, I really, really wish he had fucking taken Helm of the DCU because as much as I like Zack Snyder and I like that he had a vision and a scope kind of Feige style for like where the hell to take the DC planet. I don't think he was successful enough with Batman vs Superman to pull that off. Yeah. Whereas I think that fucking no one already created a, a Batman story that we can get around, and then he gets into Man vs. If he did Man of Steel as his first movie, right, yeah. which had enough of Nolan in it to, for me to like it. Yeah, because I mean he was he's because that still doesn't involved it, in right. It. He was producing or had some producer credits on it. He was involved in that movie. I feel like he basically because it was right after. I feel like he basically goes uh, Zach, um, just ground it. Yeah, <laughs> just make, make sure serious, that it's but make make ba- sure it's grounded <laughs> and make sure you, you hire Henry Cavill because he looks like fucking Superman. But uh, <laughs> um, but I but I like the idea that um, if he were to have created DCU, he could have done a, a Superman trilogy or at least a second one where we have like we. Because, like, Man of Steel established his origin and spent a shit ton of time giving a background that we did never have before. Just a side note, I just love that we've gotten all the way into the DC oh, yeah. from Inception because of Nolan. Right. Because I think he would have done a better job. And then if he, he makes a 007 right movie, we can go yep. into that direction. Jesus, imagine if he did a Star Wars movie. <laughs> Star Wars, 007, Star Trek. Christopher Nolan, if you're listening, make any of those movies. I think that at some point Kevin Feige would cut his head off and be like, there can be only one. <laughs> Kevin Feige is Christopher Nolan in a mask. Yeah. That's, that's what then, it comes down to. And no one ducks and goes, I'm doing Highlander! <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, I'm going to do Highlander movies. <laughs> but, uh, I, you know, I really, I really do think that he could have d- developed a really solid fucking, like, DCU system. And he, and he could have, if he wanted to, there's enough comic book shenanigans happening in DC to like pull off another Joker that was better than Leto for sure. But uh <laughs> like create another one with enough extra Re- footage or something. The Iyer? You can't Iyer? not have How do you say his name? I Ayer? Cut? Ayer? Cut? The who? David oh, the guy, is it Ayer or Ayer? I don't know. Though. I don't remember. I don't matter at him anymore. Release the uh non He's done some other decent cut. stuff, but damn, bro. <laughs> How did you let Jetta let him do that? And then I was like, there's more, there's so much footage, I can make a whole Joker movie by myself. You're like, but the crap that we got didn't make me want to let you do it. <laughs> like, I don't want to see the rest. I want to I, see the rest of Justice League, but I don't want to see the rest that's, of what That's Jet a good Lee point. Did. And, I mean, and the crazy thing about that character is that it could be, there's like 17 different Jokers. Right, or, right. You know. well, that's what I'm saying. Like, they. We had a Heath Ledger Joker, I feel like which is fucking incredible, if, hands if, down incredible. But if he's not we, available. If, if we go all the way or we dive deep into the whole Leto Joker, they could find a way well, to make that story work. Right. And I think we've talked about it before. That needs to be a podcast. That will be a DC. separate one because yeah. this is Inception. Because that is, you know my mega theory. We're not talking about Inception a lot. Yeah. But because Inception is all about... Levels of things, which leads us down more tangents and rabbit holes. But I honestly think that tough choice for the of first Inception, recording for a Nolan verse <laughs> concept. I think that Inception could be like like Batman. All of his fucking Batman movies could be a level of someone's fucking dream. 
Ooh. Like Joseph Gordon, like every character that plays another character in all those other movies could feasibly be an Inception character having a dream of themselves doing something. I mean, if, if fucking, what's his name, dreams of a riot scene where things are blowing up and shit, or everyone's got these crazy versions in their stories, why wouldn't fucking uh, Tom Hardy's character maybe Bane? You know what I mean? Why wouldn't Joseph Gordon-Levitt think he's Robin? Holy shit. Right? <laughs> like, that's intense. Yeah, well, I mean, why Why wouldn't... I mean, then we bring in... I mean, if, the only thing missing from that to me is if, if fucking Christian Braille had played Cobb, it would be fucking perfect. Because yeah. Christian Bale could go Batman, could go fucking Prestige, could bring fucking Jackman in. Like, there's all kinds of shit. But... And then you all get all the way around to Wolverine. <laughs> of course. I mean, we couldn't not talk about more Marvel stuff. Right. <laughs> I mean, that's our bread and butter. It is our real. It's Marvel movies. Because there's 20-something like, of them. We're only not talking about Marvel because Ryan's technically not here. <laughs> we're going to like... Well, I mean, like, the entire, watch? like, idea of this podcast resulted from, like, me and you seeing movies and then me and Ryan seeing movies. And then oh, I was like, was, why am I splitting up? <laughs> My movie watching between these two friends slash family members, mm-hmm. like, why don't I just bring them together and we will go enjoy movies to get, like, I don't have to split up my friend group. Right. And, I mean, there's so many people out there that we all know that could come out and see movies with us and just talk right. shit. <laughs> right. And if we could record right after we got out of a movie theater, it would be insane because our brains are just firing on alcohol and adrenaline and lack of sleep because we always go at like 10 30 at night but i mean it would it's just fun to talk about movies and not just be all critical about like oh like i didn't like this footage or i didn't like this one scene besides the one cgi walk up a wall Oh, this was great. Oh, wait, but that one about song that. took me out of the movie. Oh, uh, yeah, the score, score is, is you know, it's like a B minus. It's not Danny Elfman's best It's work. not Danny Elfman or John Williams' best work. It's some <laughs> other composer that made me feel things. It's like, we just enjoy movies. Yeah. We enjoy bourbon. We enjoy beer. Sometimes, you know, different beers at the same time. I don't Sometimes care. not in that you know. order. <laughs> Definitely not in that order. <laughs> it is typically beer, movie, bourbon at the same time as movie. So Theoretically, it's just a mix. Theoretically, I mean, it could work. Or a tasty <laughs> or a mint chocolate chip shake. That's got <laughs> yeah, fucking that, whiskey. That is your staple. Like whis- I mean, so whiskey could, if they let it age long enough, it if could If they ever take that off the menu, I'm going to burn that theater to the ground. <laughs> They'll just replace it with a bourbon, like, bacon milkshake. <laughs> Dude, if they stuck a piece of, like, maple, like, brown sugared bacon in that nonsense, I'd eat the hell out of that. That'd be perfect. That would be the only thing that's missing, really. Yeah, as a pastry chef, I have to agree. That's amazing. <laughs> that's amazing. It's like, did you say a dessert with bacon? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Roll it out. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I'm a dose. But yeah, like, so to wrap it up, I mean, Inception is just one of those movies that makes you think you remember your feeling from the first time you saw it, and it, I I, I mean, we went off on a tangent to get all the way to DCU, to Prestige. It makes you question everything. World War II movies, World War I movies. This this movie specific makes you question everything 
in general about like your normal everyday shit. Like, cause I mean the dream sequences, are you in a dream or you're not? Sometimes you're in a situation. I feel like if you were to fucking go out at any point during the day or turn the TV on, you, I feel like I'm in a fucking weird ass dream world. Like there's a pandemic happening. And then 10 minutes later, there's some riots happening. And then yeah, fucking been quarantined for two months. Right. Trump's the president. Right like, the what is happening? There's like, I literally, feel like I could get shot right now and wake up and everything's back to fucking normal. That'd be great. Can you fucking shoot me? Would that be how that works? I feel like we're working together again. Can like you push me into a fucking You go all the way back to like the first chair. time that I met you. It's like, hey, dude, we gotta... Yeah. I'm making a dessert over here, but I need you to send out the entree. Yeah, literally. <laughs> I mean, it's... it's Well, that's the thing. It's like, it's... it's He does... He explains that. He shows the... The, the transition so flawlessly yeah the that it's like fucking convincing like you're like holy shit like what if that's fucking like everyone jokes about the matrix but like what if we're inception yeah <laughs> it's the capability like the matrix is complicated technology. as fuck but also everyone wears leather it'd be pretty obvious but inception's different like yeah, other than the folding buildings if they're not folding I could be in any one of those worlds <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean like just the capabilities of his created technology and like where it could go if that was really a storytelling storytelling 101 Christopher Nolan yeah the dude but like such a crazy movie to pick to be one of the first ones we talk about because there's a lot of things in there it's it's so much and I mean like and who's your who's your favorite character in that in that for the pick of the main, not like the first dude that gets like thrown out the helicopter or whatever. But. I actually like um, Killian Murphy's character. I'm really? Like, yeah. You like the bad dude? Well, he's not really the bad dude. He's the pawn. He's the he's the patsy. The patsy. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to use a technical term. <laughs> the, the, te- the technical term. A lot because A, it just shows how somebody can be influenced by this fake technology. You know, it's like they're right. trying to extract things from people, but like he is the one that they're trying to basically right. impregnate this idea into, which is also, which is a huge idea. It's which like also the guy is not part of like their typical protocol. Yeah. Like nobody can do it. They've tried it. Like who knows how many times and it never works. And it's one of those things where, it just shows the just, vulnerability of a human mind. Yeah, the psyche is is definitely. And like, certain people have like really pliable, but and some people don't have he's, pliable. He's psyche. also functioning in a world where he knows that this technology exists, and he has. He's a rich guy that has been able to create defenses against it. Mm-hmm. So, like the, when they get into his dream world, they're like. Oh, He's yeah. been trained to be subconsciously defending this foreign entity. Yeah. And it's cool to see break that down. And because of his training, they are able to use the things like the Mr. Charles Act. Yeah. Where like Joseph Gordon is like, I hate this because it's telling the person everything that's going on. Yeah. It's basically telling him like, Oh yeah, I'm this person that's attacking you. It's a mm-hmm. perfect virus. Yeah. So it's like a computer virus that 
is trying to get you to click on it. Presence, yeah. Yeah, it's like, hey, click on this to come see this. It's kind of like what and all computer viruses currently are. Yeah. Like, it's, it's like a so pop-up that's simple. like, oh, click on this crap, and it's all spelled weird, and you're like, oh, yeah. I'm going to click on that, it's sure. It's so simple. <laughs> it, and when you think about it, most computer viruses are porn. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, hey, click this and They're, see some tits. And you're like, oh, yeah, like as a 32-year-old, you're like, I'm not going to click on that. But as an 18-year-old or a 16-year-old, you're like, I'm gonna look click it, click it, click it, click it. And then you have to go downstairs and talk to your dad who works in IT and be like, Hey dad, my computer isn't working. Like, and then he tells you nationalgeographic.com. And then he, and then he educates you and he's like, Hey, like, don't do this. So, so Killian Murphy's character has probably had something like this happen to somebody he knows. Right. Or possibly even himself. And he has then gone downstairs to dad and been like, I had a fucked up dream. And they're like, we got to teach you how to not click on that shit. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> and, and so he's now a character that is trying to defend himself, but they even have a line where they're like, so we're going to use him to help break into his own subconscious because it's now a game where the good guys have to figure out how to crack this defense and this wall right. to have the main, like, Killian Murphy is the main guy you're supposed to be really focusing on. Right. But you never think about him because Killian Murphy versus Leonardo DiCaprio. Fucking Justin Gordon-Levitt. Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy. Even fucking Ellen Page. Even Ellen Page, yeah, coming right off of Juno. Yeah. <laughs> like In her witty, douchebaggy prime, yeah. Like, he's one of my favorite characters because... I'm smarter than you, but He just... He should be ready to win, but he still unravels himself. Right. What about yourself? Like, I, I'm a big Joseph Gordon-Levitt fan. I have a tough between it. Tom Hardy. And I Joseph knew Levitt. you were going to say Gordon-Levitt or Why Tom Hardy. Not. I like. Don't get me wrong. I like. I like. And if I Ryan like were here, DiCaprio. he would say the guy that was the architect in the very first dream. Yeah. Right. <laughs> guy gets chucked off the fucking helicopter. The guy that built a practically perfect scenario. Minus Except the, for the rug. fucking rug. <laughs> so Gordon-Levitt. I just like Gordon-Levitt's character because he's. A side character that. It's not so much that he's a side character as I think that he. Uh, it's kind of hard to explain my... Do you think that he's Nolan in the movie? Possibly. The reason I say that, I think I agree with that in a way, is because of the idea that he he's more grounded than the guy who's running the fucking show. Like, Cobb is not stable, mm-hmm. right? This guy can't fucking get through a normal fucking job without his fucking ex- his wife fucking showing up and fucking it up and stabbing somebody randomly. He can't even get through, like, the Matrix training session, like, oh... Here's like the part where we all oh, got stabbed. I got stabbed. <laughs> By my, stabbed, your, shot. Your fucking wife's almost, a psycho, bro. Almost, almost fell off a wall. Like, Ugh. like that. That wouldn't have. That then you go into the May scene and fucking Gordon Levitt's ex wasn't fucking chasing her down with a pair of scissors or something crazy. Like, there's his character is is can explain shit. He's comfortable. He knows the fucking rules. He knows when. He knows that because Cobb explains some rules but then bends those rules that those rules are now available to be bent like he's aware that there's more to this inception process than Cobb explains because Cobb as it's not black and white as much as he is like for example he's advising Cobb not to take this job where they're going to implant an idea because the concept of implanting an idea 
won't work. He just explained that to the guy in the, on the on the on the in the train or whatever the where were they first helicopter? Like helicopter. Yeah. So if I tell you to think about Batman, right? What are you gonna think about <laughs> elephants? Anyway, Christopher, <laughs> Christopher, Christopher Nolan. Yeah. Uh, but like, Timber? he just explained to him why that wouldn't work, <laughs> and then Cobb theoretically agrees. But then he mentions, "Oh, I can I can get you to go back home where your kids are," and now all of a sudden. It's Game a changer. thing we can fucking do. So, like, Joseph Gordon-Levin's character is already aware that's probably going to happen, right? Like, yeah. he is actually pissed, but also fucking lets it happen because he knows there's more to this than I need to learn more about this process, too. I need to know. I can I can learn from him by, hmm. by gleaning the side shit that he's not telling me directly. Whereas, when he's teaching someone, he tells them fucking directly. Like, with Ellen Page, like, he tells her all the fucking rules. He lays everything yeah. out. He even calls out Cobb in scene, do explains we think other that, shit. Do we think that he did that for Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character, though? Like, do you think that he trained No, because him, I think or? I think that he needs to be... Yeah. Well, it, it's kind of like... Not to fucking go back to the shit we already talked about off mic. <laughs> but the, the Louis versus Lestat concept. Like, Louis only knows what Lestat will tell him about being a vampire in the Vampire Chronicles. Yeah. But Lestat does know more. He's learned more. And he's learning more. Just from being around it for longer. What? He only compartmentalizes information. Yeah. As a, as a mentor type leader. Because it also... At the end of the day, if... It's a business, right? Cobb is running a, a, a business. An extraction. An extraction yeah. business. He's getting paid to do this crazy shit. And he's got people in place that he puts in. Architect, the fucking thief, the fucking... What is, what is Gordon Levitt's title again? Uh, he's one of the architects. Is he? Well, he has to... The hell was well, it? He has a specific title. I can't remember what time I have it. Because Ellen Page is the architect that builds the maze. She builds like the physical... Yeah, she builds the layers to layers, the yeah. to the dreams, but, but he's 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 an assistant architect, right? The executive architect, <laughs> the, ex- the, the Sioux assistant architect, to the assistant architect, <laughs> the sewer, the sewer architect. Thanks for that one. But uh, <laughs> but either way, well, either way, I think that he is. If it's just like it's the same concept though. Like an executive chef doesn't always tell the Sioux exactly all of his information and all of his tricks because then he'll be replaced. Yeah. So Cobb won't give all the information to fucking Gordon Levitt's character because he could easily replace him in this and start his own fucking business doing the same fucking extraction type things. Yeah. And because he's already completely confident and capable and experienced at this point. I mean, you don't meet his character in a fucking practice round. His shit, he's competent. He calls out the architect for, and he knows exactly what he fucked up on and why. Yeah. Right? Like, you fucked up the carpet, dummy. Yeah, he knows... The details and right, he understands the rules and the laws. Good choice. Why and also, Cobb, good choice of character. Cobb picks Alan Page's character to be the architect, and then is fucking blown away by the shit she comes up with. Yeah, because he's not even aware of what he's this system yeah. is capable. She's of. just raw talent, and she's a rookie. And if Cobb, if Cobb was a not as, I mean, I realize he's got to be a flawed character because this isn't just. If it was no, if he didn't have a side side quest with his wife. There wouldn't be as much of a like it'd be boring comparatively. It'd be just like the only plot would be this one plot. But they ha- no one doesn't do that. He has to have fucking many plots going at the same time, so that you are in and out of engaged by each character and are confused by the story until it fucking makes sense to you at some point in the future. And then we all know <laughs> that Ryan's favorite character would be Alan Page. Mm. I'm just kidding. I don't think I'm Ryan probably going to go Page. with Tom Hardy. 
Potentially, because the other ones were taken. Just because <laughs> the top... Well, I mean, nobody picked Leonardo DiCaprio's character. Well, I just I just spent a bunch of time talking about how much... I mean, the only other one would be character. Michael Caine. Right. And he has, like, four lines of dialogue. But... It's true, he's in and out. <laughs> I mean... The only other character you can choose is probably Tom Hardy. Yeah. Because he's not really comedic relief, but... He's funny. He's... He's funny, clever. but he's logical and clever. He's very British. He's very British. <laughs> he's like a British Indiana Jones. I feel like it might be just Tom Hardy being Tom Hardy in this movie. Potentially. Yeah, it might be the closest Tom Hardy performance we've ever had. Because... Maybe. I mean, how many times do you get to see Tom Hardy being... Tom Hardy? <laughs> right. <laughs> like, being British and being suave <laughs> and being just cool. Well, like... Like, like his Bane character, I liked his Bane take because his Bane take was not just like some weird fucking mentally vacant fucking beast. He was a, a clever, intelligent, witty, smart Which is what Bane is, and genius. nobody thinks about that because right. of... Because he's a beast. Batman and Robin. Right, because of Batman and Robin. <laughs> Whatever the fuck that nonsense, blue, yellow nonsense running through his veins was. The Venom? Yeah, it's a Venom, but I'm not going to call it non- <laughs> Yeah. Last time I checked, Venom just straight up made you die. <laughs> like, yeah. like, if I bit by a snake, I'm going to be like, oh, I'm going to be really muscular. Oh, yeah. uh, Black, Black <laughs> Widow spider just bit me. I can't I'll wait be to be so strong I'll be and okay. smart. I'll be okay. <laughs> I'll be fine. I'll be a super villain, but I'll be fine. But no, I mean, like, Tom Hardy's the only other character that you can really choose besides Leonardo DiCaprio. No, you can ten- you can choose Ken Watatabe's character. Yeah. Why not? Because he dies way too many times. <laughs> okay. It's like, but he's I only one of those like, inside a dream, inside of a dream, inside of a right. dream, inside of a dream, and I have a lot of money, and, I mean, it's a good character, because he's the driving force of the entire story. Yeah, he's the, but, he's the I feel like, life. Tom Hardy is the third choice, because, he, is helping the team and he's he he has learned everything about every level of the dream like he knows where all the shortcuts are he knows he has to be the person that goes in and does the forgery pretend to be a chick (laughs) he has to he has to pretend to be a chick he has to pretend to be the guy from fucking Major League. <laughs> What's Tom his Berenger. name? Tom Berenger. He you has can to... pick him too, by the way. He's available. He's a... Which version? The Tom Hardy version? The Tom... I, I pick the Tom Hardy version. <laughs> Ryan, would you pick the Tom Hardy? Yeah, I pick the Tom Hardy. So, like... What if his knees hurt, like, in my <laughs> But, like, he's a character that without that character, you can't get to Inception. Right. And he even says that in his first scene, where he's like, oh, I've done this to the point where... We got the idea in there, but it didn't work because it didn't get not necessarily deep enough, but it wasn't simple enough. Right. He understands Inception on a level that Gordon Levitt doesn't understand it. Even Leonardo DiCaprio doesn't understand it on that right. level. And starting to think he has sucked been there. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> starting to think that Leonardo DiCaprio is not picked for a good reason. <laughs> no, I but like. Tom Hardy just, he's the person that is able to help navigate the subconscious, even in the dream. Because, like, 
they get to the point where what's his name the the Chinese guy that Ken Watanabe. Ma- Ken, Ma- Ken, he's a Japanese, you but you know Japanese whatever, racism. <laughs> oh gosh, <laughs> erase everything, erase it all. But he's I mean, like samurai, bro. <laughs> Tom Cruise. You Tom, talk Tom Cruise had a kick ass. Uh, well, now we're going to go down on the last samurai track. You've got to watch that fucking movie. <laughs> Definitely, I love that movie. But I mean, he's even in a dream. Mm-hmm. Helping him because that guy almost stumbles into the wrong path of the subconscious right. version of the character he was pretending to be earlier. Right, and Tom Hardy has to pop in and be like, "Shut the fuck up!" Right. Because I'm not that guy right now. Like, we got to just follow him and see if the idea is starting to work. Right, like if he goes to the room and he gets caught, then the idea is working. If he just goes in and nothing is wrong yeah. then don't worry about it like we gotta figure out another scenario in the next dream level yeah. you know he the forgery that he's doing and at first you think it's gonna be something along the lines of he's just oh here's some paper and it looks like money right but he's actually pretending to be a whole other person right and he is being another person that the dreamer knows who they are I like that. I like that concept of, of like another, person. another dimension on the word forgery. Yeah, like like most people think. And of you that know as that Nolan knew that, and you know that he knew. That. Most people think of that as an impersonation, or they just think of forgery as well, fucking. The first thing you see is name. that he has a sleight of hand. Right, he's a goddamn. He's musician. like stealing a poker chip, and he's Frosty. and he's stealing money. And a right. wallet, and, and you know, you think he's going to be just Matt Damon from Ocean's Eleven, but he's... I just now, now here's the thing. Do you think that the because it's all basically fucking dreams and dreams and layers of dreams, in your own personal experience with dreams, do you think they were portrayed accurately? Good God, how deep are you trying to go into the seven layer dip i will go first and say fuck no there's not enough insanity like not enough straight up chaos like there's yeah. there should be a level that's like oh i can't tell if this is reality but like the fact that like you got to look real hard to tell the difference like the fact that she's like folding buildings is great but that should be like fucking switching to something really quick and insane and like yeah but i mean i don't know Some i will have are dreams boring like that but like i mine are i mean I'll, I'll have a dream like the only way to put this into the perspective that he's trying to go to is you might have a dream where you're suddenly in a scenario like and he does a great job building it to where ellen page has no idea how she got there right like when you start having a dream you're just there right and it just starts, i might have yeah. a dream where, and I've woken up, and my wife and I have had two totally different dreams. Right. And she's like, I had a dream that I was married to some guy, and he wasn't you, and this, and I'm like, yeah, but why didn't you figure out that it was a dream when you weren't married to me? Right. You know, and I've, I've had a similar dream. Where it's because it's you're like, convinced it's something. Because you're reality. convinced that it's reality. Yeah. Because you just got plopped into this scenario, mm-hmm. and they're influenced by things you were watching or reading or just I hearing. Woken up, like the next morning, super angry because like thinks I'm a total dick because I cheated on her in a dream. I was like, <laughs> doesn't count. There's reality because you made that up yourself. You made it up. 
It's you're fucking not real. But she's like, you're an ass. You're an asshole in my dream. I'm like, I'm an asshole outside your dream, but not that kind of an asshole. Yeah. I'm a great guy. But the idea that, but like, they're you're getting dropped a, into that, right? And and they did a good job of presenting it in that way. I guess like that part where it like goes from like they're. I don't know how to describe it. Like, that scene where the fucking riot, the bombing and shit was happening outside, and they're having, like, a discussion where, they're, oh, we're getting closer. It's like, I guess that's kind of dreamlike. Like, no yeah. one sits in a fucking crap apartment and has a conversation, especially with a incredibly rich billionaire fucking Asian dude. And this sure. is the apartment they're hanging out in, the middle of civil unrest of some kind? It doesn't make but any again, sense. But again, it is a dream. You got dropped into it. Right. And these people are basically like that, though, yeah. hijacking your dream. They're They're basically drugging you. Because right. on the plane, in the major dream scenario, they've drugged him right. with his drink, and he passes out, and then they send him into Gordon-Levitt's dream. That's the part that's crazy. Like, how do you go into each other's, like, it's five different do, people? Well, it's something to do with the machine. Yeah. You know, the way, like, it's one of those movie science things where it's like, that's they're the all thing. connected, and... because. This strand Briefcase over here, fucking shiny. The person that hits the button is the dreamer, you know. Like yeah, so, yeah. I mean, he's getting thrown into a reality that is somebody else's built reality. Right. And so, when you have your own those, dreams, you're saying, falling into a reality that you didn't even realize you were building. Right. I'm just saying, <laughs> one of those should at least be everyone's a superhero. <laughs> like, <laughs> so that. <laughs> DC? Like everyone's running around wearing so, tights. <laughs> DCU or MCU or Relevant. doesn't matter either one. Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> if who you cares? Want, if you want to be cares? technical, it should only be DC because he was never in Marvel. You know, there a Marvel movie. Not yet. But not yet. Yet. It's valid. It's a very, yet. He's not yet. dead yet. yet. He's still killing it. <laughs> he's still crushing movies like Tenant. So, uh, so yeah. So I mean that, and then I have a. I had thought earlier that I could make a case against my own case, which I do this, you know, I do this all the time. Yeah. Right. Two sides of yep. every coin scenarios is why I think that. So this is why you could never Cobb's be character two-faced. is the most fucking realistic of all the characters. Like, you can't fucking constantly be confident 100% of the time you write about it, Gordon Levitt. And you can't be also a different version of confident as fuck, Tom Hardy. And if you were to go into fuck with psyches and subconsciouses and all this bullshit, you will not be able to control because you cannot control your subconscious. Which brings he even the whole, says that shit. Which brings the which whole is why totem it's thing. annoying as shit that fucking his his wife comes into every fucking scenario and oh fuck his wife showed up. You met his wife? Oh, she's a bitch. Yeah, she fucking stabbed me. Yeah, she's a bitch. But like the idea of it going, like that's an uncontrollable force that's within him. I've had those dreams where like you ever had a dream where like you. Or like you're, it's maybe like an in-between dream and like awake concept Mm -hmm. where like you can't fucking control your thought. Like you have these thoughts that are on, you can't even like stop. You just got like, fuck, I want to think of something else. And it goes into this other thing. It's usually me being at work. Right. (laughs) And something Something is going wrong at work. (laughs) And normally I'm like crushing work. I'm like, well, no, this will be fine. I'll just make this thing or I'll make this work. And then all of a sudden it's like, that didn't work. It's like, fuck it. Now then you're doing that. And then you're suddenly sent off into a different tangent where you're in a different spot of work. And right. (laughs) It's always work or school, but there's always the top. But there's something that's going to be in there. That's going to fuck up 
Yeah, works. your subconscious and is like, trying to wake you up. The fact that Joseph, for example, Joseph, Lord, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character could possibly complete an entire fucking job without fucking some cranky ex of his showing up, fucking it all up. But I don't think that's possible. I think that everyone at a certain age has something negative or somebody in their past that would, would pop up and be a douchebag in the middle of their dream. Which is probably why they recruit Ellen Page to be their architect because she's so young. She doesn't have all those influences that are going to try and crush the right, initial she's dream. Because she's really just level. the initial dream when you think about it. Theoretically, yeah. And then she helps them develop the next dreams and then they just memorize them right. so that they can get down to the next level. I mean, but yeah, I think you're right. Like with DiCaprio is... He's definitely the most relatable character because people that are seeing that that are older or adults or more experienced. If you've been through trauma, it's hard to run from your trauma. Oh, yeah. Like, it will haunt you in every level that you thought. If you even thought you had put it away in a, in a box and compartmentalized it and shoved it in an imaginary corner of your mind where you never go to again, that shit will show up somewhere. It just makes you want to talk. You'll fucking smell a thing and be like, fuck, open yeah. the box. Uh, you'll fucking hear a song and like, god damn that song. Uh, I bought some gum that like this person used to chew. Right, it right. makes you want to talk to Christopher Nolan, who wrote and directed this movie, and be like... Did he? Yeah. Why didn't he star in it? Because he can't act. <laughs> he can direct and write. The but like, he can't do... It makes you. Brothers. It makes you want... <laughs> Well, one of the Russo brothers can act. <laughs> it just makes you want to ask him those you questions. Also dead, which is cool too. <laughs> yeah, just be still. In a bathtub, remember that. Try not to breathe. But like, it makes you want to ask Fucking Nolan those Nemo. questions. It makes you want to ask him, like, where did this idea come from? Where did you know? Is there something that you know, some trauma? Oh damn! You can't write a movie with that much accurate trauma and closure and psychic psyche issues. Without having been through that. Not to mention it's not his Nolan first movie with that shit. stuff going on. It's his on recurring it. theme. Yeah. Memento is that. Memento is fucking specifically about If we do not watch his... Memento when Ryan gets off of his paternity leave yeah, we that should we're watch. giving him. I'm okay with that. Yeah, we should watch that. <laughs> we, w- we will record that discussion. <laughs> yeah, because that movie, same thing. Like it's just, He has this ongoing theme of like closures out of reach and it's taken from you. It's not just you're not going to get it. It's fucking... Impossible yeah. to get it. You'll never get it. Like, like Cobb's character cannot fucking get it. And you, you, to you, the point where once he gets it, we don't even know if he got and it. And that's the thing. He is, he's so good at that expression. The character doesn't get it and neither does the audience. Right? Like, we don't ever, like, we're fucking, I'm still mad that I don't get to see fucking Gordon Levitt be a Nightwing. I'm fucking livid about that because it would have been so perfect. But he knows that he can't do this shit forever. And he wants to do yeah. other things. He has that interest. So like a fucking regular human. But like us pigeonholing him and going, you can only fucking make Batman movies or fucking whatever. <laughs> it's like, it's like taking like a multi-talented person and then shoving them in a box. Like, I don't want to do that to no one, obviously. Yeah. If I could. But the idea that he is still, he's got this reoccurring theme that's connecting through all his flicks. I'm not getting bored with it. I'm actually curious as to how many different, it's like a, it's like he took a fucking six-sided die and made it a fucking 20-sided die. Like, every so, movie he's got has some sort of thing where I'm like, I want to see where this goes. Even though I think it's the same thing he's trying to tell me like 10 movies ago. So <laughs> I think this allows us to wrap it up a little bit and be like, okay. So we just watched Inception. We've talked the crap out of Inception, DCU, 
MCU, you know, everything that it just sent us off on a rabbit hole. We had an hour and 14 minutes of the record. (laughs) Put the light on. Let's wrap it up. We had a light. light. (laughs) Hour 15? No, hour 14, please. Hour 14, 41, 42. I think it allows us to basically go, with these movies, like when we start talking about the Marvel movies, we start talking about the DC movies, we start talking about fucking, like, we could talk about Little Women and be able to be like, what do you think the next story that this director is going to make? Or what do you think the next, you know, movie that's going to be similar to this is going to be? Right. You know, with Nolan, we know that he is the driving force that we are drawn to. Mm-hmm. You know, so we know that we just, anything that Christopher Nolan makes, especially if he makes it with his brother, Jonathan, mm-hmm. or even what Jonathan makes, we're going to watch it. Jonathan helped him make the Batman movie. Yeah, we're going to watch it. So, like, when Tenet comes out, do you think it's going to follow... All of these things we've touched on, where it's going to be, there's a character in there that's not going to be able to get that closure, or do we think that he's going to finally, or not necessarily finally, but like he's, because even in Interstellar, that character gets some closure, but there are characters that the closure he thought don't get any closure, and then the closure that he gets is not what he thought it would be. It's like a so in the, I mean, it's, it's like Interstellar is. We should watch that one as too. But again, <laughs> pretty much any you're right. Movie you're right. He watch. gets a version of closure, but is it? That's the, that, even that with one, Batman. That one's frustrating for me because again, it, he gets closure. Right. You're right. But we all want. We have a vision of like we're after closure. We want this thing to fucking end. We want yeah. to feel happy again. We want to feel whatever the fuck. I want to feel like. Something. Get rid of this trauma. Get rid of this pain I'm feeling somehow. And you have a version of what the fuck that looks like. It's never going to be what the fuck you want. That's, I think, what Interstellar is. Is like, aliens! Obviously! (laughs) And they're like, fuck, it's him? It's him the whole whole time? It was just him? Talking (laughs) to his fucking dog? This fucking fucking dimensional circle? Like, but it's so fucking perfect. Because you're like, shit. Why not? Like, how else? Like, you want to have aliens be fucking the answer to everything. And, like, there's this... I told you about uh, Kyle Hill, like, the podcaster or the yeah. YouTube guy I watch. He has this concept because he just talked about recently how they, like, announced that UFOs fucking exist. Like, the the, the released footage of them. Doesn't yeah. nest, UFO just means unidentified flying object. So we don't know what the fuck that is. Doesn't mean it's a fucking alien. Yeah. We all want to could be, be a human from the we all, future. We all want back it to, to be past. fucking grays or whatever the hell that is. But that isn't the fact that UFOs could be a thing doesn't necessarily mean shit. And the idea that we're the only it doesn't make sense to us that the Earth's the only fucking planet that has life when there's billions of other fucking planets. There's got to be something. But the idea that like all of a sudden UFO means yes there is is one thing. But he's talking about the idea that you have to like remove all the all the all the bullshit all the like the, the the pilot going what the fuck was that like yeah like everyone's perspective has to get the fuck out of there and you have to be completely objective all the subjectivity has to disappear and you have to look at it fucking no blind like blinders on like eyes on the prize you know focus yeah. on what you're aiming at and like i think that's the bigger concept like you want this so bad that you're going to convince yourself no matter what it's going to be that yeah but when you do something like what the fuck uh, Matthew McConaughey's fucking character in Interstellar goes through that full fucking circle and he gets there I wonder what point he realizes 
Fuck. Well, it's really not until the point where he's in the vortex of yeah. the different timeline. But even then, it's is it? Or is it the time when he's in the future version yeah. part? Or is it earlier when he's like, fuck, like, this is... I mean, because the vortex, it looks so complex and so fucking mind-blowing that it's like... Uh, how does how do you even form a fucking thought when you're doing that? <laughs> like, yeah. how are you in that experience? Because he's Matthew McConaughey looking through his damn eyes and not going. I mean, yeah, well, yeah. Of and he Matthew, has a Christopher Nolan regard- script, regardless regardless of plot or scenario or setting. He's like, all right, all right, all right, all right. All right, all right. This dimension keeps getting older, and I, just, I, keep, I keep getting older. The dimension keeps staying the same age. My daughter keeps getting older, but I stay the same age. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like Jesus. But I mean, well, like, yeah, you're right. I think that is closure, but I think Inception is not. Yeah, Inception is that, just a toss-up. But or is it? Or is it? What the question? I, I think. I think. I honestly, personally, think closure is something that you you don't you get a version of something that's something, but it's yeah. never going to be perfect. You're never going to be 100 percent over someone or over a thing or over an event, especially if it's catastrophic. Well, I can tell you. Can you learn. I can tell you that I have achieved closure with my beers and my bourbons. No, you haven't, because you want another. Yeah. That, well, tonight's you're, closure you're, will be with the beers <laughs> and the bourbons. And I think this just opens this up to more conversations about more movies, about yep. more directors, about more universes that we want to just go down the rabbit hole of. Because I don't think we need to be tied down to one movie or to one right. idea. And I think that, especially talking about Inception... And Christopher Nolan, that's something that he has done super well. It's like, he's like, I'm not going to tie myself down to one thing. Right. I'm going to do whatever I want to do. I'm going to make a fucking movie about magicians. And then I'm making a movie about a fucking Batman. And I'll use the same actors and some of the same actors. And if they want to work, they have a job. (laughs) If they they don't work, yeah. I hope not. (laughs) But I mean, like, it's just one of those things that it's fun to go down a rabbit hole sometimes. And... I think that's what we always do when we're done seeing a movie or watching a movie. Yeah. Even if it's the first time or second time, third time, fourth time. I don't even know how many times I've watched Inception. If, if a movie, but, if you watch a movie and it doesn't inspire you to have a conversation about it, then it's not a good movie. And I can't wait to see what but, Ryan brings to the table. That that doesn't... <laughs> Did you hear that, Ryan? Ryan, are you going to start fucking talking finally? I God sat in your chair for bastard. part of this so that I, we could understand how your levels would be. Yeah, I'm not going to even touch on how awkward <laughs> Freudian that is, but whatever. <laughs> but, I mean, that's what we want, especially in this podcast, just to be able to talk and have fun. We don't have to talk about the, you know, how, I mean, I touched on how I love the cinematography, but it's like, we're not going to sit there and be like, oh, the cinematography just brought me in. The score was perfect. And the story just wrapped around <laughs> everything I could think of and wrapped me around in a blanket and made me feel perfect. Did, it was just this like... This movie did do that. I, wrap, I was wrapping sh- in an Inception sh- blanket. Sh- sh- <laughs> we said we're not going to do that. Oh, we're not? I thought we were trying to inspire each other. However, Inception be a pretentious did a very good job. <laughs> it's... It's one of those movies, again, like when it achieves all those things, yeah. it's going to make you want to turn it on. Right. Like, no, it's nice. yeah. You don't care what part of the movie you're jumping in. I've said it four times. I do. Like, and. Just kidding. 
I, I, turn would, it I would, on I would every, watch it regardless. I watch it every night when I go to bed. The only, uh, let's put it this way. I love Inception, but the only reason I wouldn't turn it back to the beginning if I had to, is because I didn't have the time. <laughs> it's yeah. a long-ass month. Because you want to start it over and let the world build itself again. You want to... F- you want to experience two and a half hours long story. That we... Yeah, almost three hours, almost long. three damn hours long, and we still talked for an hour and a half. And I'm completely okay with that. Yeah, huh. almost three hour movie, hour and a half conversation, and we're just touching the surface. Like science, that's true. Science, science. So I mean, that's basically what we're going to be doing on one bourbon, one movie, one beer. Valid. Logical. <laughs> Logical. I mean, it's just a fun time with two out of the three friends. Yes. And see you next time. I'm with. I'm on the official podcast when Ryan joins us, but I am Paul. This would have been Ryan over here. Ryan. We literally sat on Ryan's invisible lap, which is super awkward. Creepy. <laughs> <laughs> see you next time. All right.